0: Hey, this is Chuck, and you are listening to Fans with Bands, the podcast where we talk to the fans and the bands they dig about life, music, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. Today on Fans with Bands, we are talking to Chirp. Check it out. Hey, this is Chuck with Fans with Bands, and I am talking to Jay, Brian, Sam, and Gaston of Chirp. How's it going, guys?
1: Good. Hey. uh, good.
0: Awesome. We got fans... Ralph and uh, there's there's a there's a cadre of folks over there you can't actually you know I can see them but you can't actually hear them right now but there's a there's a little crowd of folks over there uh, so it's great to actually see you guys I mean I know it's not uh, in the real uh, in real life but it's cool to see you virtually and it's been like a minute and a half because I think the first time I saw you guys was at uh, the Dark Horse 4 elf show yeah yeah where, where brian had his very cool um onesie
1: <laughs> my that's me. where that picture
0: yeah. is
2: from that was going yeah. the- <laughs> i was wondering <laughs> i'd never seen that onesie but i'd like it if he you don't it forever.
3: didn't you didn't you wear that for like a string of shows weren't there like three or four shows in a in a row you wore that or was well, that well, just i wore that a
1: lot it was warm kept kept my
3: that's right <laughs>
1: that's right it was great it lit up looked cool during certain Mm moments.
0: it was it was a it was a good fashion statement it went with the music too you know had the energy
2: of the music so i was like
3: yes this is perfect exactly
2: (laughs) brian's always seeming to just come up with some random crazy outfits that i never see (laughs) till it's like time to go on stage this is like the most (laughs) He just comes out from behind backstage, and I'm like, "That's not what you were wearing before. That's crazy." <laughs>
0: like, that could be on like a back of a shirt. What will Brian wear?
3: <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that.
0: So
1: being a band badge fashion console, you know, just there you go.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it could be like a whole. Yeah, it could be like a whole Instagram thread. You know, like of you know, this is what Brian's wearing today. <laughs> there you go. Hey,
1: what Brian's wearing.
0: <laughs> so I've, uh, you know, been following you guys. Um, haven't actually, actually seen you live since that show, which is, you know, um, I feel like I've been shortchanged, and I can't figure out exactly why I've missed uh, seeing you live. But I, I loved seeing you then, and I've seen that you guys have been working on your a new album. So tell me, like, there, there's a series of questions here. Number one what's what's the most the best part of doing that recording process what's the new name of the album and when is that album going to come out so
3: the best part of the process hmm. that's a tough question honestly my favorite thing is just sitting in a control room and like listening to the other guys like rip takes and just like getting really excited about what they're doing and being like i can't wait for people to hear this like i I obviously enjoy the process like recording myself and putting it down but like i get so in my head doing it so when you get back in the control room and you get to like listen to somebody else for a little bit and just relax and like enjoy their talents and what they're capable of that's like a really fun feeling um that's that's my favorite thing personally the name of the album we have a working title. Um, in motion is what I was thinking of. That's kind of like a part of a lyric from one of the tunes called "Move," but it's not necessarily set in stone. Okay. So we'll see if we end up keeping that. I think it kind of goes with uh, some album art we're looking at right now too. And then, what was the last question? When when it's looking like it's coming out? Yeah. We, I'm aiming for probably midsummer. Cool. Like, I'm, I'm hoping for July, but we're still we haven't even really gotten into any like heavy mixing or anything like that, because we're kind of still waiting on a few guests to get tracks back like we have. We just got hopefully the final tracks back from a keyboardist that we're having guest on the album. It's actually Kevin Gestonguay, who is Corey Wong's touring keyboardist, and he plays on all Corey Wong's albums and stuff. He was on our first album. Cool. Super talented dude. So he sent us some remote stuff from his like home studio in Minneapolis. Um, we've actually got to go through the last tracks he sent over tonight. And then we have a guitar player, Max Brown, who lives down in Nashville, who's going to be sending some uh, pedal steel guitar, as well as some slide guitar for one of the tracks called Fast Food Blues. Wow, pedal steel. And, yeah. Awesome. Yep. Yep. So I'm really excited to get uh, that on the track. And then are you familiar with Paddle Bots? No. Oh, paddle bats is a great michigan act that i would highly suggest everyone check out like super funky super soulful kind of like neo soul progressive r&b kind of stuff cool. like i just absolutely love that group so their horn section is gonna guest on one tune and then our buddy our ipsy friend um ben green who plays with sabbatical bob yeah. another really awesome funk group yep, is gonna man. send over uh yeah yeah that that awesome. Awesome. you've you seen them yes they're, i saw them at crazy. summit
0: grove and they kicked ass i was just like what who who are these
2: guys yeah oh my. yeah those they're are nuts. those are some incredible yeah. players in yeah yeah and
3: they're so young too they're all like fresh out of college like <laughs> early 20s making me feel super discouraged <laughs> about playing it's great yeah <laughs>
2: i think the first the first chirp show that i did over uh, when we played over in chelsea sabbatical bob was playing at the blind pig like after us oh wow and uh their guitar like i you know i was all like high from playing playing the first show with the new band and thinking like oh this is so exciting And like, oh, you know, guitar is fun. I like guitar. And then I go to the, you know, see sabbatical bob and their guitar player is just ripping it up. Like, just beyond belief. And I see he's got M's on his hands. So he's (laughs) not even old enough to drink at the bar yet. And I'm like, oh my god. That is just M's for
3: for Monster, dude. (laughs) M's for Master.
0: Awesome. (laughs) so uh so brian what's been the the best part of uh recording the new album for you
1: i mean you know i feel like getting you know getting together with everyone and actually just like hashing out the tunes and like adjusting you know the forms and stuff was like honestly some some of the most fun i had doing that because we went so long without playing so like being able to go into these tunes that we were used to playing like all the time yeah taking a break and then playing them again was like really nice because we had like fresh new energy Like we were all really really excited to you know do it yeah it was just way too long without playing so i I really liked i really liked the several you know a couple days practicing and i liked being able to use all sorts of like fancy gear i got to use like six (laughs) different bases on that whole that whole album wow cool I don't know that Willis sound has just got a bunch of cool stuff and I mean, they can make everything sound really good. So.
0: Very nice. Very nice. Yeah,
1: I
2: definitely do.
0: And uh, Sam, how about you? So you're, you're, you're one of the newer members of the, of Chirp, correct?
2: Yes, this is true. I think I, uh, for me, it's always fun because, you know, typically when I am recording an album, you're, you're taking music that already exists, but you're like, now trying to make like the definitive version of it. So like we played live all the time, the songs, how they're gonna be played live right. is like one thing. And there's like, they have a form to them. It's not that we just like go in without a plan, mm-hmm. but there, there's, there's a lot of loose energy where the, the tunes and the forms, you can inject your real time ideas into them just to like whatever is going on in the moment, whatever energy everybody is throwing down yeah. that particular time. And so there's, a, I guess, a certain level of spontaneity when you play it live and um, just like engaging in the thought puzzles of like, okay, for a version that's gonna be cut to tape and it's gonna be this, it's, you're gonna hear it exactly the same way every time you push play on this what does that version need to be that requires a little bit more focus on like what the real the real part should be instead of like we're just doing it live how it feels right in the moment it's like well instead of like you get one chance to play it and hear it it, it's now like you're gonna hear it back a hundred or a thousand times (laughs) so like is it figuring out like yeah just the problem solving of it all cool is like i like that awesome and just like live in the studio is totally different like thinking about stuff from an arrangement or a sound design perspective and knowing that like when we play live it's just four people and we can do one thing at a time now like what can we make it sound like if we have guests, or if we, you know, can have overdubs or more instruments as a part of yeah. it? Like, what can we really make it sound like.
0: Yeah, for sure. And Gaston, you're you're the newest member of church, correct? Yeah. Church,
2: right. Yes. Yeah. Awesome.
0: So, what was what was so, the most uh, what was the best part of the recording process for you?
4: So actually, for me, the best part is the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a good answer. Uh, a little thing is I enjoy uh, the whole thing, you know. I Sorry, it's a bit hard to explain. Yeah,
0: no, it's good. <laughs>
4: but, <laughs> and I, I really enjoy um, uh, the whole process, even when we were rehearsing, rehearsing, um, after that, the setup. Yeah. Actually, from the first rehearsal with the band, I always was singing in the recording. And I always, in each rehearsal, I record in my cell phone.
0: Oh, okay, cool.
4: And when I came back home, I listened, okay, this work, this doesn't work. And every time I was changing thing to try to improve, yeah the,
0: so you were kind of thinking about it the whole time so you were kind of thinking about it the whole time as you were rehearsing and thinking about you were already thinking about how you were thinking the recording process would be and trying to refine that
4: yeah i i was thinking on that because for me it's a bit hard to resolve all of that all of those problems yeah. in the recording session I need more time. That's why <laughs> I almost, one year, isn't what, what was I'm doing to try improve. Of course, like Sam says, uh, playing live is another vibe, another yeah. way to think about that. Uh, anyway, I don't know if... You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> I totally get it. And uh looks like Jack has joined. So Jack, can you hear us? Is
1: that Jack Long? Is that like my dad, Jack? Or is that like <laughs> other Jack?
2: Know. It just says Jack. I hope it's there's a random Jack <laughs> on the page. Random Jack. Jack, are you there? There's a there's another Jack in this group chat up in the Yeah. Uh, well on the Ralph page. Uh, <sighs>
0: I don't think Jack, could, well, in, yeah, in, in there, blue there's and a Jack her. over there. I can see him. He's raising his hand. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, uh, it looks like Jack's muted, so so I'll just keep going. Um mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> So when, Sam, when you were talking about, like, uh, the music and uh, the arrangements and working on the, and Jay was talking about, too, as far as putting those things together, having guest artists, do you... Do you worry about trying to to pull off some of the things you can do in the studio live? Do you is that do you ever try to limit yourself there so that you know that we can we can do this in the studio and we can do it live? Or do you say the studio is the studio, I'm going to go crazy and wild. I'm going to do whatever I can because that's what I want to have happen and we'll do our best live.
2: I definitely see the studio and playing live as two separate things and the way that you create a satisfactory product, like the end goal, uh, you know, just the process and the workflow is so different. Um, I try to like not get caught up in like, oh, like this is how I, this is the best way for me to execute this in the live setting. Therefore, it's the best way in the studio. I kind of just try to disconnect that and divorce that. Um, as far as like layering and arrangement and stuff like that um, the studio is like an incredible tool that allows you to get crazier than what you would otherwise be able to do for sure and so like in my approach I always want to utilize that because like yeah when if there's just four of us we can only pull off so much live there's other things that you might hear or you might want to be able to do or like you know it's two guitars bass and drums like what if we want to you know what if we think a keyboard solo sounds better right in this section or something we can't really do that live but we can do it in the studio i think the thing that you're kind of talking about is like not wanting to get too crazy or being concerned about being able to pull stuff off live right. Yeah, I definitely don't wanna, I, I, I do wanna be in a place where like, you don't, you don't take your studio product to the point where it becomes spiritually something different. Like you wanna, like, yeah, you can add more stuff and have a variety of sounds that you might not be able to have live, but as long as like the spirit of the tune stays intact between those two. So it's not like jarring right. to a listen. Like it can be different enough where a listener is like, oh, I didn't notice that when you played it live, or like you didn't do that. Um as, as long as like you know the song still has the same overall vibe. Yeah. Then that it, as long as that's there, then like the smaller differences don't worry me as much. Yeah. So
0: yeah, I was I was wondering like, um do the rest of you guys feel the same way, like that that soul of the music is is Um, as long as you're maintaining that, when you play it live, then you're good. Or do you have that concern of, uh, going too far astray and trying to recreate things live that you can't necessarily.
3: Um, I don't, I don't think that comes into play much. I think it's just sort of, for me, I go off instinct. It's like what feels right in either situation and obviously playing live, um, I'm, I'm open to just expanding the tunes whatever way we want to, you know, but if we're in the studio and we have the capability to do something that we might not be able to replicate live, I'm, I'm totally fine with that because like my initial vision for a lot of the songs is stuff like, you know, we don't have a keyboardist. Maybe eventually we would like to have one, like we don't have a string section. It'd be nice to play with one live yeah. one day, but obviously that's out of our budget, <laughs> but I don't want to, I don't want to limit that the vision of the songs or what we want any experimenting we want to do in the studio, just because we couldn't do it live. And there's, and when we're doing it live, it's like sometimes finding ways to approximate it, or just doing a different take on it because we're two guitars, bass and drums, yeah. you know, yeah. which is kind of a, a, a fun challenge sometimes too. And like, I think like, like I mentioned uh, earlier about the album, like a lot of the forms were, we really tried to trim a lot, as much of the fat out as possible to shorten them. Cause like a lot of our songs like live get up between like 10 and 15 minutes, right. but they kind of like, at least the stuff I've written more recently sounds like, I don't know, more on the pop side than it's been in the past. Oh, cool! So it was like, they still ended up being like between <laughs> six and seven minutes on the album. Like that's always so hard for me, yeah. but, uh, I think live. We're gonna keep those like initial live arrangements so we can like stretch them out because I think like that's what we all like to do. That's what I like. To do, is, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: That was, of the, that was some of the hardest part of you know getting stuff down. It's like we're, we're so ingrained in having it go a certain way after playing it for so long and then just you know yep. keeping the chapter apart. You know. Oh man, I mean, I was I was kind of bad at you know remembering the forms, but I got I got through it. Yeah, I got through it. I did it. All right. Mm-hmm.
0: that would be a you know because you guys when you play live you're really like off you know experimenting improvising and to dial it back in when you're in the studio would be I think that would be hard that would be a challenge definitely
2: Definitely. like you know we rely on feeding off of what each other is doing in like an improvisatory way live to like create that high energy that like capturing it when you're like giving it a haircut and making it more listenable more accessible but still maintaining that level of energy it was a, a really fun challenge yeah. definitely
0: well, i was i was going to say
4: uh, this is the high challenge yeah the,
0: the first album Maybe. still had that i mean it, it did capture the energy of the band i thought you know I, you had some some great songs on there that um felt live um although i know that you you had to work on it to, to get that recording. And um, it sounds like you are doing the same approach this time, trying to keep it so that you have that energy, you know, like Sam was saying.
3: Definitely. But I think if anything, that's going to, I think that energy is going to show more on this album because we actually laid down the tracks as a band before going and kind of doing overdubs and stuff like that. Whereas the first album, it was all just individual tracking. Uh-huh. And I'm like, i think you're right i think we for having recorded it like mostly in my grandma's basement and living room and just like recording in a house (laughs) like a place that really is not treated for sound at all pretty happy with like some of the sounds and some of the energy we got on some of it that being said like i think we could have gotten better quality actually being in a studio but um i think there's a lot of like pretty live energy like hearing these like initial mixes back and I'm, i'm definitely excited for people to hear it
0: cool cool so yeah. the one thing that I've uh, wondered ever since i you know, saw the name is where did you come up with the name chirp?
4: <laughs>
3: that was actually, uh, our old drummer, John Goreen. We're kind of sitting around. The only thing we really had in mind was, uh, we wanted something like terse, something short, something easy to spell, easy to remember. Yeah. And John uh, instinctually just started blurting out animal noises. So (laughs) I think probably 40 or 50 animal noises in, he said chirp. And like me and the old bass player looked at each other. We're like, yeah, let's do chirp. And then we kind of came up with like a vague idea for the logo the day of and like hit up one of our buddies, Gory Sim, who did the logo we still use to this day, which I absolutely love. And it was kind of history from there. I, I still really like the name. Like over the years, we've tried to like, kind of like BS some stories or attribute some significance to it that's just not really there right <laughs> but I, I kind of like that it's like you you pick something blank and then you get to fill the, the meaning hopefully over the years as opposed to like the name defining you beforehand you yeah. know I, as far as like band names or just names for things in general I like them I like them nice and vague and undefined and I like when like the artist defines that thing yeah. you know it doesn't give you any like preconceived image of like what it's going to be like yeah which is kind of cool you
0: know <laughs> well i'll tell you what came into my mind when i saw what so at first what captured me was the logo i, I love that that bird you know he's just, he's he's super cute uh and mm-hmm. and uh there's a sort of uh like playfulness and as soon as i heard you guys play then i was like this is it like that energy that kind of like you feel like this little bird yeah. is going to be like jumping around getting crazy. And that's, that's what, I, that's what I felt. I was like, this is perfect. This is the perfect name for this band. Oh, I love that. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. <laughs> oh man. So uh, one thing I like to, to delve into is sort of the, the origin story of, of you guys as musicians. So um, what, what, what inspired you? What wanted you to, um not only just play music but then get in a band write your own music and do that kind of uh, thing where you're trying to like get your music out to the world and express yourself artistically um, so let's mm. let's start with the uh, guest on
4: oh sorry i didn't hear <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember actually i i start to play drums uh, a bit old, oh, really? With 17, 18, yeah. Um, I don't know, I just just um, all, all, all the stuff around me, and and was was a bit hard to to buy the first drums, but a couple years <laughs> working, and I got one and. So I start to study very slow actually, just for fun. But years later, like 24, I said, okay, I the most thing that I like is play drums. So I resolved, I decided to leave all my things and just focus on the drums studies and until now
2: that's awesome
4: Years later i moved to brazil when i studied there in a university Uh for i lived there for six years and and was good and i don't know i'm continuing studying and enjoying and yeah
0: well i mean that's the beauty of play music it's it's a never-ending journey really i mean once you start you're just like on this road that's never going to end until you you know take the dirt nap <laughs> mm-hmm. <Good. laughs> uh, so jay how about you how wh- what got you into wanting to do music
3: um it's it's always something i'd like wanted to do like probably since like I think maybe around like 12 or 13 I really wanted to pick up and start like playing the guitar because I had a couple friends who did um and I my mom like bought me a guitar for for my birthday and it must have sat in my closet for like six years without being touched because I was kind of always just like honestly very very intimidated by it by like the act of learning it it's never like I was always like busier with sports growing up and stuff so uh a lot of my time was like devoted to that and music was just like a very foreign thing to me outside of like a year of doing it in like 5th grade yeah. um but was oh, somebody here
0: uh no go
3: ahead oh i thought i i thought i heard a new voice <laughs> um oh, look out but uh yeah got out of high school and i did a couple years at WCC um and i wasn't uh
0: Oh, oh wow. Wow. I, I, where is oh, somebody here? Is that a dog?
3: It's uh, probably Shiloh.
0: Hey uh, can you hear us?
3: <laughs> sorry, I thought I was muted. Oh, you're
5: fine. It's all right, Harris.
0: man. <laughs> we heard. The,
3: sorry, I was boring.
1: Yeah, you. we heard, <laughs> sorry. I was boring. <laughs> we Shiloh.
0: A, we heard a dog growling. I like
1: <laughs> I I chill over there, over by my dad. I thought I heard a dog. <laughs> oh,
0: that's awesome. <laughs>
3: um. But yeah, yeah. So I'm at WCC and it was like, I, w- I was like doing well in school. It was like community college. So it wasn't necessarily like taking all my time to be like doing well in classes and stuff. So I was like, I need to pick up a new hobby because I had just this time on my hands. So I ordered like a $60 beat up acoustic off eBay and just started like learning folk songs, a bunch of like Bob Dylan and Beatles off Ultimate Guitar. And cool just loved it like i couldn't put the guitar down from there once i learned my first few chords and just kept moving forward with it kind of just learned how to how to book shows you know wrote my first few tunes and stuff like that and yeah the last like 11 12 years i've just kind of tried to continue moving forward with it very cool
0: very cool yeah uh brian how about you
1: oh well i was in fit when i started like when i was in fifth grade started on the stand-up bass so i was like that's the biggest one i want to play it <laughs> and uh i started uh you know playing that and i wasn't really taking it that seriously but like i noticed i was like pretty decent at picking up you know songs that i heard you know i yeah. was able to figure stuff out and uh, uh my orchestra teacher, Jed Fritzmeier, was a bass player out in Chelsea. I used to, I grew up in Chelsea. Oh,
0: cool!
1: And uh, uh, I don't know, uh, probably seventh, around seventh grade, I got a bass guitar and started playing a jazz band. I started taking a taking it a little bit more seriously, and then I saw who Victor Wooten was. And once I saw Victor Wooten, I was like, "Holy cow! Like you can <laughs> do that with that! Like there's yeah. what." Mm-hmm. and then that lit a fire right under my little tushy <laughs> and uh, uh taking it like way more seriously and along with playing stand-up a little bit more seriously too and i don't know just i just had a really good music teacher who like i, I did not do well in school at all like whatsoever but that was like the only thing like i could find myself like being decent at in school. yeah so uh i just you know i just loved it since like the beginning kind of uh and yeah, I've just been playing bass ever since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did use the skateboard a lot back then. I always <laughs> broke stuff. And I do remember my orchestra teacher like, being like, All right, you serious about this? You were like, You want to do this? He's like, All right, take that skateboard and put it on Craigslist right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Jed Fritzmeyer out of Chelsea, Michigan. He, he is like a huge reason why I play. And he showed me, he just showed me so many players. I mean, he, Like he, he, yeah, he was just awesome. Just having a really good teacher like made me wanna really made me really want to do it. And it's like my cozy spot. Just like when I'm playing this, when I'm playing my instrument, it's just I don't know. That's like real life to me. Everything else is cooler. Not really. I'm joking. I'm joking. Everything (laughs) else is pretty cool. Don't get me wrong.
3: But. Right, I can't see you as not a bass player. When I when I think of you like in any other identity or just not as like someone who crushes the bass, it's such, such an odd thought. Uh, that sounds yummy. I oh, okay. uh, hear somebody.
2: What up? Breen.
0: Yo, what up? Breen? Am I saying your name right? Can you hear us?
3: I saw a little picture of her, but I didn't actually see her. Yeah, heard uh, her.
0: Looks like she's there. But am I saying her name Is it Bryn? Bryn. Yeah. Yep. Bryn, are you there?
6: I'm here. I just look terrible. Oh,
0: you don't have to. You don't. You don't have to be on camera. I just. I just want to make sure you could hear us.
6: Yeah, I. I was in here. I was just. Um, I'm sorry. A lot of things were going on.
0: Oh, that's that's good. That's good. <laughs> Do you? Uh, so how did you become a fan of of chirp?
6: um i'm actually dating sam all right excellent
0: (laughs) and i was just going to flip over to sam to say uh how did you become a what what made you want to become a musician
2: my uh my dad who is up in the right top right corner he uh When we were growing up, he had a few acoustic guitars Uh just like lying around the house. He had played casually throughout his adult life. And I was always very mysteriously fascinated by the instrument. I couldn't really put my finger on what it was about it because it it wasn't like we, it wasn't like, you know, he would like take it out and play it too often or, or anything like that every once in a while yeah. but um i was just like really really fascinated by it and um then i think it was spring break when i was in seventh or eighth grade i was able to get an electric guitar and i was also like right around the same point where i where like i was actually able to like get on the internet and like watch videos of like you know musicians playing and uh yeah just like people playing electric guitar and making this like loud gnarly distorted huge sound just like completely blew me away I like didn't really know what to make of all of that I didn't know what to make of like you can do that for work you can just (laughs) like make noise and like bounce energy off of people yeah. and that so yeah I really wanted to learn it and then like pretty early on just like doing uh like lessons you know learning like the names of the strings and like how to make basic chords um like got turned on to I guess I guess like your prototypical guitar heroes like Jimi Hendrix and Jimmy Page and Jeff Beck and all of these guys Cause I, cause like the music that I listened to growing up was all, my dad has like the Beatles and Van Morrison and all these like really, really great songs that are known for like composing parts that fit together. And that was all like really, really cool. And I always loved listening to that music, but like starting to play guitar and being turned on to these players that literally, um, Like, they, there there, isn't, like, this is the part that I'm playing and that's how it goes. It's, like, this is what I'm feeling in in the moment. And, like, whatever emotional or spiritual energy that I have within me right now, that's coming out. And what sound is coming out. Like, coming from this, this place of inspiration, it, like cracked open my world (laughs) uh in in a way that is like you know still taking me in that direction um but just yeah being inspired by the by these people that inject this incredible amount of spiritual real-time energy into their playing i i had no idea that music could sound like that that like you could put your own personality and your own emotion into what it sounds like in such a way and so yeah it was like the show was over for me <laughs> since then it was like uh, yeah like that's what I gotta do <laughs>
0: that's awesome and I get Sam and it's like uh it, it's such a a journey in and of itself you know because um it's one thing to have that drive and and want to uh express yourself but then there's that you know, there's the technical tools that you have to learn of your instrument, but then also that like learning the rules and then breaking the rules basically to, to create. Um, I think that's something you guys do with your music too, because it's, you know, improvisational, um, very, uh, in some respects, free forming. Um, and so you, you, you take an idea and you let it run and, and you ferment it and you kind of Bake it with your own special sauce and let it roll. So that's kind of cool. It's very cool. Uh, so that brings up another question uh, because you kind of touched on you know, like musicians that were important to you. Um, what was the very first concert you went to? Uh, Jay, how about you?
3: Smash Mouth at the age of seven.
2: <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs>
3: You got to, awesome. I got to go back. It was like one of my mom's friends, I want to say knew somebody on their crew and they came to like the palace of Auburn Hills or something like that. That is it's like so young. It's hard to remember a lot of it, but I do have a, a very distinct memory of the guitar player walking over and he kind of leans in close and he's like, I'm like looking up at him and he takes a big puff of his cigarette and he goes, Never do this, kid. And then puts a cigarette <laughs> back in his mouth and walks <laughs> over and is just crushing the guitar. And Brian and I were just talking about this last night. I was just thinking about yeah, myself, like, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking to myself like, one day I'm gonna smoke cigarettes like that guy. That looks so cool. He <laughs> 100% influenced me in the wrong way. And here I am. Yeah, bad influence. Oh, to
2: this day. Bad, bad oh, influence.
3: <laughs> what are you gonna do?
0: What are you yeah, do? <laughs> uh, Brian. How about you? What was your what was your first concert?
1: Uh, like my first real real concert was Inkybiss. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went with my older brother Mark. Very cool. <laughs> my older brother. on the other side of six. Like a lot of my older, like pretty much, Mark was like really in the music, listening to music. He had a bunch of like friends that I was like you know, you know, always looked up to. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, yeah no he took me out to go see incubus and i think sam was at that show too to
4: Where
2: were. Were. <laughs> it was a it was at uh dte pine no. yeah yeah oh,
0: nice. wow crazy so yeah so sam, well sam what was yours was that wasn't the
2: same show? oh yeah that wasn't my first show I'm a, I'm a few years older than brian uh the first show that i was ever taken to was raffi Christ. I don't know if you know but he oh, sings yeah. all kinds of children yeah. songs. Baby Beluga, Banana, oh, phone, yeah. all kinds of that. Wow, stuff. Bang, I was probably like three. <laughs> I don't remember it at all, <laughs> uh, but I still. I don't know. I I know that that was the first one that I got to go to. Uh, the first one that I got to like go to by myself was Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh. When I was fifteen, I had like a friend who was one grade older that drove us down to grand rapids for that awesome that's a that's a hell of a show yeah that was again it was just like you know something that like you experience and when you're a kid you've never seen anything like that you're just never the same yeah
0: yeah for sure um gaston how about you (laughs)
4: okay for you uh, so um I remember one in, in Montevideo that is the Uruguay capital. Um was very I don't know if it was good, but I oh, remember yeah. <laughs> how my legs were uh, shivering. shivering. <laughs> you know, but uh <laughs> But, yeah, um, I remember it was six months later. Oh, really? That when I, cool. I got my drums and six months <laughs> so later. you were inspired right off, the,
0: right off the get. And That's, you... awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. That's uh, awesome. Let's see, uh, Jay. How about Jay? What was it, the first concert <laughs> you into? I had
3: the I had the smash mouth answer.
0: Oh, no, I'm sorry. The other Jay. There's a, there's a J with a J.
3: Oh, that might be. Oh, is that is, that's me, sir? Oh, okay.
5: Mine. Uh, I want to say mine was uh, Monsters of Rock, and I want. I think it was. Um, oh, early eighties, eighty-two, maybe, and I was eleven. Nice. Yeah, and I that, that changed my world. Obviously, changed my uh, yeah. changed my whole scope.
0: Woo monsters of rock was that um was that metallica
5: it was a huge venue it was at um i want to say Silverdome. Oh, okay and it was like van halen yeah. and nice. um Scorpions. There there's a bunch of i i want to say there was 20 bands or something like that nice. it was a huge venue and a huge concert and really cool that was my my very earliest memory anyway of uh you know my my very first real concert very cool oh yeah
0: awesome uh, Ralph, how about how about Ralph? What was your first concert?
2: Pretty old, so I used to go to all the things like the Frost and Brownville Station, Savoy Brown. Um, when I was in high school, I went to see the Doors,
4: oh, I see C.
2: Hendrix and stuff. <laughs> all in high school. That was 1960s, so it was the '60s. Oh man! Uh, a lot of you know we used to go to the Battle of the Bands and the Saginaw, that big Saginaw, Bob Seger. Uh, Detroit, Flint. Oh, man, that's uh, awesome. Mark Risterians and all those bands from the local guys.
0: Very cool. Very cool. And uh, Bren,
6: My first concert, as far as I'm aware, um, was actually (laughs) Earth, Wind & Fire when I was 15.
3: Damn. Um, Jealous. Jealous of that one. I bought...
6: Well, I didn't actually buy it. My mom bought them, but I got or was inspired to get four tickets uh, for my dad's birthday, um, one of his favorite bands. And I actually rushed the stage towards the end and I (laughs) got to shake Verdeen's hand. And that is still like one of the most amazing moments of my life. And I saw them again um, like in 2013 at Common Ground in Lansing. And that was just, that was amazing.
0: I think
6: Maurice's grandkids came out on stage at some point.
0: Awesome. Awesome.
6: (laughs) That is awesome.
0: Very cool. Uh, And uh, so still sticking around that kind of uh, um, concert theme. So if if you guys could go play a show um, right now, anywhere in the world, um, where would you go? And who would you like to have on the bill with you? Mm. and uh jay we'll start with you
3: where hmm. it's very general but probably probably somewhere in south america it's hard to put my finger like at a particular spot but um hmm. actually no i would love to do australia i would love to do like an australian (laughs) tour i think i think that'd be awesome i'm gonna switch to australia uh, right. dude, <laughs> with who yeah earth wind and fire would be on that list hundred percent they're like in my top three of all time no question it'd be awesome to do something with uh donald fagan unfortunately walter oh, becker's yeah. no longer with us but that's the closest we would be able to get to like playing with steely dan and yeah. Any any form or offshoot of Wolfpack would be a ton of fun to play with, whether it'd be like Theo, Corey Wong, any of the Wolfpack dudes, I would I would love yeah. to collaborate with any of them.
0: Awesome. That's yeah. yeah, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Australia,
3: Australia with Earth, Wind and Fire is after thinking about that, that's a new dream of mine. <laughs> awesome.
0: Awesome. Uh Sam, how about you? Oh
2: man, I mean there's so many places. I'm I'm thinking of like american venues that are really gorgeous Uh, that i would love to play at one would be the gorge in uh, washington state oh i've heard about that place that 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 is amazing up at up elevation overlooks big body big cliff body water behind the stage um (laughs) red rocks is another one that's just like a beautiful venue um i imagine just like you'd be so inspired to play there um yeah, there's a few other like Alpine Valley in in Wis- in Wisconsin uh, is a cool one. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just I mean, love love to play those those venues. Who? Um, and who with who yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. Some of my favorite guitarists that are still alive today. I love Robert Fripp. So if we could do something with King Crimson, Crimson, that would be wild, but they would, they're too good uh, to be on the same bill. Um, I love uh, Annie Clark, St. Vincent. I think she's an incredible guitar player. It would be cool to do a show with her. Um, Yeah, uh, if Jerry Garcia were still alive, I'd love to do a show with the dead, but... That that, that couldn't happen, but he'd be one one of the few. Well, in
0: our perfect world, we can make anything happen. So it's all good. (laughs) Uh, Brian, how about you?
1: Uh, I mean, I was going to say Australia. I (laughs) I saw you over there. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I'd be Australia with uh, Ariana Grande and (laughs) uh, JD Beck and Domi. And Thundercat, of course. (laughs) that whole group i mean i i don't know or it could be i don't know like if it's like people that are not here with us anymore probably like oh man some like weather report with with uh i mean at cool spot what's a cool spot new zealand that's pretty much australia yeah there you
0: go (laughs) And it doesn't have animals that can kill you either. So
1: Yeah, but that's almost. the cool part about Australia. Though. They got so <laughs> many cool things. Like, yeah, you got you to be, like, a little, like, yeah, it's really pretty there. The girls have hot accents, but, like, but like
2: everything there can kill you. Right. Yep. Lots of poisonous.
1: Right. Yeah, I, I can tell you all sorts of stuff about Australian animals that will keep you, keep you dead for a different, different time. All
4: right. <laughs> I don't know. We maybe. could just have
3: this Zoom chat totally shift gears and have you just teach us about Australia for the next hour. Yeah, we could.
2: Uh, Brian, think this educational. His, his night job after music is a literal zoologist, so <laughs> he knows about every animal. Animals you know, are cool. Awesome. Corals, though—that's
0: my favorite.
4: Uh,
2: cool.
0: Uh, Gaston, how about you?
4: Yeah, for sure. Australia is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay. I don't know somewhere in Europe or for me even here in US that I'm new here. But uh, but I would I I would like to play with that answer to that question with Johnny Scofield. Oh yeah. yeah, there
3: you go.
0: He's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, he should
4: have been on my yeah. list. <laughs> yeah.
0: Awesome.
4: I also like to play in, in the Brian Blay and the Fellowship, but is the Brian Blade is not in the band, it's not Brian Blade and the Fellowship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Fair enough. Gaston and the fellowship. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and uh so so Jay, if you could go anywhere and go see a show, where would where would that be? that would be the Jay with no AI AY. hear yours?
5: Yeah. Hi. Sorry. I'm here. I gotta go with um. I gotta go with Sam and say Red Rocks.
0: All right. Very cool.
5: Red Rocks Very would cool. be awesome.
0: Nice. And who would you like to see?
5: Um. Right, right now, I'm super into Revolution, so that would be
0: all right. Point. Nice. Very cool. And uh, Bryn, how about you?
6: I'm not, not really a musician, but I guess if I could play anywhere, <laughs> I don't really know where it is, <laughs> but there's this island off of some country. Oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. And it's just like, it has this one little house on it, and it's just like this, I wish I could describe it, but it's like this isolated island and it just looks across like huge green fields that kind of end up going vertical behind it and like an ocean everywhere. Oh, wow. I just think that would be cool. And then I honestly don't know who I would perform with. Rihanna would be amazing. In my opinion? Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah.
6: Yep. Um that girl my <laughs> my favorite singer is uh NAO. So that would be cool.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh Ralph, how about you? Where would you uh, like to go see a show, oh, and who would you I'd like, like to,
2: see? to see a show
1: at front of the Coliseum? And I, if I could go back in time, I'd oh, love to cool. see
0: John Lennon. He's my favorite
2: artist of all time. Awesome! Very oh yeah, cool.
0: yeah, that's fantastic.
2: Your daughter, right. sorry, Our I had to interject with the story. Your daughter actually saw Paul straight. McCartney at the Coliseum do a free show. Holy my my sister, really. So it's not not completely out of the realm of possibility.
3: <laughs> Plus, the yeah, food is great, sweet. right? And we're all, how can you be?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, well, guys, it's been fantastic talking with you. I really appreciate you guys being here. And uh, I can't wait to hear the new music because it sounds like it's going to be amazing. And I'm hoping, uh, so it sounds like you've got potentially some shows coming up uh, like May, June, July? yeah, we got a couple. Yep. Awesome. It, are they firm? Firm shows? They're
2: like... f- yeah, few are firm at this point.
0: Awesome. All right.
2: Yeah, we've got yeah April eighteenth. It's a drive-in show in Detroit. Um, check out our Facebook and stuff for ticket information. It's literally like in an open field. Oh. Like we're renting a field. So if people can drive in and have their their pods and stuff yeah. to be socially distanced, that that's that's the one we've got. The uh, are we doing the the one before where we're on the podcast? Are we doing a stream through that, or are we just talking with that?
3: That's a that's a stream as well. I think we're playing maybe two sets.
0: Oh, I'm not cool. sure.
3: I'm not sure, but yeah, that's called so the Play Something, Something Good Podcast. Uh, that's the 17th, so that's the day before the Detroit show
0: awesome i'll have to check that out that's yeah cool. and then
2: yeah. then the uh
3: yeah the festival in adrian Yep, in may. may 15th and 16th or maybe 14th through 16th it's a small festival at painted i think it's called painted acres farm our friend's property down in adrian i think for the moment they actually just closed ticket sales because michigan just capped outdoor gatherings to 50 people and then oh. initially it was set at 100 so keep an eye <laughs> on it hopefully they open it back up because obviously we have like a month and a half till that happens but yeah michigan's a little a little ugly with the covid situation right now even with the vaccine so i'm hoping that doesn't affect uh a lot of the stuff we do have in the books for summer a lot of like the pending stuff we have right now it's looking like we should be hopefully getting out like three or four times a month which is better than i expected for summer 2021 the way things have been the last year so yeah
0: I'm yeah. I'm optimistic that, you know, more and more people are going to get vaccinated. I mean, we're going obviously like through a big wave, but um, I'm, I'm feeling optimistic that we're going to, once we cross that
2: and me and Jay just got our appointments cool. today yeah. yep. cool. With, within awesome. 20, 20 minutes of each other across the state. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got to drive all the way to Mount Pleasant to get uh, in. But... Wow.
0: Well, awesome. Congrats guys. That's great. Thanks. I appreciate uh, so it. I've got just one last question um slightly controversial i hope it's not gonna create too many riffs here but pizza pineapple or no pineapple
1: oh pineapple on pizza for sure it's okay <laughs> if you don't like it whatever
2: but come on yeah i i can't say i'm like in the mood for it 100 percent of the time but like i do it often
1: <laughs> and jalapeno bacon pineapple is a great yeah a great that's pizza. a good combo
0: I know, I know awesome uh jay what about you
3: Man, I'm big on, uh, I, I, I might've misheard the question. Was it toppings? Pizza toppings? Yeah, so
0: so pineapple,
3: pineapple or no or pineapple. pineapple? It's really, it's like mood dependent for me. Like sometimes <laughs> sometimes I hate it. Sometimes I'm like, this make, makes no sense. And sometimes I'm like, no, this is awesome. I really don't, I don't know if it's like the particular pizza like maybe it's more about the whether the pizza matches pineapple than the because There's a lot of different the cheese kinds profile of pizza.
2: makes a difference. Yeah, sure. yeah.
3: Or maybe it's how much alcohol I have in my system. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I'm uh, I'm somewhere in the middle.
4: Somewhere in the middle. All
0: right. All right. Yeah. Gaston, how are you?
4: Yeah, pineapple is good, but not always. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Also, also, sauce dependent too. You know, you got yeah. oh yeah, it's yeah. It's a really sweet sauce, and you have pineapple on there. You're like, what are you doing? But if it's like a nice little you have- sauce, yeah, a so. salty,
3: yeah.
1: and then you got sweet
0: pineapple. That's, yeah. that, that, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about.
3: You know what's oddly good is pineapple and jalapeno together on a pizza. So
0: that's again. I was just gonna. Yes. I was gonna ask because this.
2: Of course, coming have up, a and up, and I'm like, good old supreme. Oh, really nice. awesome!
0: Ooh. Very nice. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I've heard is is jalapeno and um uh, and pineapple. I'm like they
3: they balance each other out nicely. It's kind of you wouldn't expect like a tart and a spicy to go well together, but something about them actually like blends really nice. They like even each other out, but don't take the flavor away from each other. It's really good. Yeah,
0: because I'm not. the bacon on there, you get
1: some smoke with it too. Oh, oh that's yeah,
3: like, that's so I yeah.
0: I may have I may have to try this out. And Bryn, how about you? Pineapple? No pineapple.
6: I rarely eat a pizza without pineapple on it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, like, if I ask her what she wants, she's like, Every wow, time. Pizza. Every time.
6: The only time I don't eat pineapple on my pizza is when I can't control who buys it who or gives it, it, it to me. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> uh,
0: Ralph, oh, how about you? Um, wood-fired wood right. pizza, though. It's got to be wood-fired pizza. Wood fire. Oh, uh,
2: It's the best way to... There you go. Oh, he's, so plugging, he's plugging his own it. cafe right now. <laughs> I'm plugging my, I'm plugging my Italian
0: now Getting <laughs> called out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and and
0: other Jay, how about you?
5: Um, I'm okay with pineapple. The only thing I really can't get behind is uh barbecue chicken. My son loves the barbecue <laughs> pizza and I just can't do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm with I'm with you there. I'm not a barbecue fan. I, I mean I like barbecue, but not pizza necessarily. Awesome. Well, thanks again, guys, for uh being on Fans with Bands and can't wait to check out the new music and see you live soon.
1: Awesome. Thank you again
3: for having us. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. This was awesome. Yeah, good talking to you. Thanks, Chuck. All right. All right, guys. So real real quick, is this uh something to look out for on like Spotify and YouTube? Is like the audio gonna be posted later or yeah,
0: yeah. So um just so you know it'll probably be like next month
3: oh that's fine
0: uh, yeah um but yeah the audio will be on spotify it'll be on youtube it'll be on uh apple Podcasts. It'll, every podcasting platform you can get to it'll be there so
3: killer sweet you can, well yeah i guess just let us know uh first. yeah when that's all set and we'll share it with our friends and fans and stuff
0: yeah hell yeah all right awesome. guys take all care right, yeah, you yeah. All all right. see you guys
2: thank you later Bye. y'all Bye. Later. Bye. 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 Bye, Luke, and Deb. <laughs> Thanks
0: again to Brian, Sam, Jay, and Gaston of Chirp, as well as fans Jay, Ralph, Jack, and Bryn for joining me on this episode of Fans with Bands. Keep your eyes peeled for live shows featuring Chirp this summer. It's gonna be awesome. And be on the lookout for new music from Chirp coming soon. See the show notes for all the details and links. These are tough times for everyone in the creative industry, such as music. Your support of live streaming, purchasing music, and merchandise is critical. If you can help out your local artists, please do. If you are in the Michigan area, consider following the Playing in the Detroit Area Tonight Facebook page. It is a place for fans and bands to support each other and share our combined love of music. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast service to get each and every episode of Fans with Bands. Spread the word by rating the show and leaving a comment. We want to hear what you think. You can keep in touch by following us on social media. This is a Life in Michigan production. Until next time, be well and kick out the jams.